3: on your
1: show, so awesome to be hear with you and all your listeners.
3: Cool. I intend you don't
1: screw. Screwing, cool. Oh, my goodness.
3: Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not
5: what I mean. Cool. You know, we need both shows like this because people need as much relationship help out here as they can get. Cool.
6: Cool. I was told Well, I am pro-woman, but I'm not anti cool. I know the value
3: of a good man. Does that make sense? I like that. I'm going to say that if you want Come. What's going on, man? What up, what up? Thank you. Hey, everybody.
0: Thank you. How are you? You
3: ain't laying
2: it down. I bring sun and light in every single time.
3: Cool. Yeah. my
6: is that it
4: what's going on people all right i want to welcome all of you to another episode of the talk to q radio show my name is quincy and this is my show and tonight's show is being brought to you by dearheart.website and um On tonight's show, we will talk about how minorities have been kind of taking over the TV screens as of late, and I wonder if there's going to be a pushback. You know, over the last five years or so, we've seen black actors get more leading roles. Um, There's Kerry Washington in Scandal and Viola Davis and How to Get Away with Murder, to name a couple. Uh, Afterwards, we started seeing shows with predominantly black cast members, and they were having some success. Like Power, um, a popular show on Stars, and Empire, which airs on Fox. Now, the newest round of shows feature a huge black cast and is being met with some disdain on you know, social media. There's Luke Cage, um, a Netflix series created by Marvel Comics, and a show called Insecure, created by uh, the very talented Issa Ray. Uh, you may know her from the Miss uh, Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl from YouTube. And a lot of people are saying that the shows are too black. And quite a few white people didn't seem like they can get with the cast or the content, and they voiced dis- their displeasures on Twitter. Now, as long as the shows are getting good ratings, does it really matter, you know, or, you know, will black Hollywood never be accepted long term? So we'll discuss that tonight. The Real Politicians of D.C. And that garbage of a a debate that happened on Sunday. And we'll ask a relationship question. Other than cheating, what can cause the demise of a relationship? So that's what we'll get into this evening on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. But first, let me let you know how this show works for those who may be new to it. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice, chat, or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, simply hit 1 on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToCute. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. All right, T2Q radio show number 639 starts right after a word from a couple of our sponsors.
0: Dear Heart is designed to help you change your life and the lives of others for the better. We offer the all new most unique online diary where you can write anonymously in your heart that is to write dear heart instead of dear diary to express your problems heartaches as well as your desires. You will find unique and spiritual ways of helping to change your life and get what you want by what you think and do and write. You will also have the opportunity to share your thoughts, feelings, beliefs, writings, poems, excerpts from your novels or short stories or experiences, and etc. In other forums where you can use your name, credentials, and or other information if you desire, your heart is the key to changing whatever you want to change or accomplish as a Dear Heart member, you will learn how to change your life and reach your goals and have many members contribute to your goals and pray for you. You will also have the opportunity to earn income, prizes, certifications, recognitions, become group leaders, Enter contest, including writing songs representing Dear Heart and much more while you are making your dreams come true. Become a member at DearHeart.website and encourage your family and friends to join the newest, most progressive, avant-garde way to reach your goals and be all that you can be. Become a Dear Heart and be connected to your very own brothers and sisters sisters fellow dear hearts around the world come grow with us and be a founding dear heart member of the next big social media and reap the many extra benefits as a founding member may you and yours be blessed Listen to the Crystal Show for celebrity gossip, amazing interviews, musical guests, and the most fun to be had on internet radio. Check out the past and new podcasts at thecrystalshow.com. I go on and on. Can't understand how I last so long. I must have the superpowers.
5: Last two hundred twenty-three
4: thousand hours. All right, my thanks to my official sponsor, DearHeart.website. I Appreciate their support, and also want to thank. A friend of the show, um, thecrystalshow.com, go to thecrystalshow.com and check out what they have to offer there. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show, show number 639. Um, I read that today is National Coming Out Day. So if you're in the closet, then I guess today is the day you come out, I guess. Um, I guess that's something new to me. And Kim Kardashian is reportedly suing mediatakeout.com after they claimed that she lied about being robbed in Paris. This is what's being reported by TMZ. The lawsuit alleges that Media Takeout used random people on social media as sources for three posts which she uh which alleged that she staged a robbery. Um another post claimed that French French authorities let the robbers in so that's a just a big mess, a disaster. Let me go to the phone lines and go to the seven three two area code, the Garden State of New Jersey. To welcome on the voice of Reason, Amanda. What's going on?
6: Thank you. How are you?
4: Doing well. How are you doing? I'm
6: doing good. All right, cool.
4: I am going to stay in that area code, possibly even in the same household and Welcome on the show Enforcer. <laughs> if I can get his music to play here, here we go. My man Ray right up there in Jersey. Ray, hey, what's happening?
3: Hey, how you doing, Stu?
4: Doing well. All right, we'll go ahead and get started. Three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number. Press one on your dial pad if you wish to chime in. All right. Um, you know, lately it seems like a lot of what some people would consider black movies Or black TV shows Has um, You know been more prominent lately Some of them have been successful Some of the more recent movies I guess maybe have not But Amanda I'll start With you what do you think Qualifies a TV Show or a movie to be considered by the Masses as a black quote unquote Black TV show or movie
6: Um, I guess it would have to be Shows that um, have a predominantly African American cast and um or if you have a significant African American cast and you deal with issues that um would be uh maybe people would consider more of a black issue or um black problems maybe. So I think those would be the, the that's kind of what comes to mind. But in most cases shows like that will have almost an all black or majority black cast with maybe a two people who aren't black, maybe a, a Latino or a Caucasian person thrown into the mix for diversity on that end. So, um, but okay. typically, I guess, I think when people say uh, it's a black show, it means that there's mostly black people on the show.
4: All right, Ray, you pretty much agree with that? Oh, uh, yeah. But I'll say this, um,
5: I think that, you know, for something to be considered a black TV show or a black movie, I think it depends on who the characters are and the content. So, okay. So, you know, if it's dealing with black issues, I guess, yeah, you could say I agree with what she said. Cause if it's like, um, you know, dealing with black issues and things that black people do, it can be considered a black movie. If the cast is predominantly black, it can be considered a black movie. Or, you know, if it's shot in a black neighborhood, the location could be considered a black movie. So, yeah, I agree
4: with that. Okay. All right. So, Amanda, why? I don't recall shows like. Sanford and Son and Good Times being referred to as black TV you know I just knew them as sitcoms when I was growing up so I mean did something change or where do you think the separation began
6: um that's a good question um hmm you know to be honest with you I feel like I that's a that's a question I really I'm kind of speechless on that because that was really before my time to say as far as when it was when it was actually um on the air on air. Right. So I I don't know how the the masses thought of that. I know with the Cosby show I don't ever remember that being considered a, a black show, but again that was you know, I was really young when that show was on. So I'm trying to think of I uh, don't hmm Maybe you know what i I'll, I'll say this if I had to say it, let's just say that it wasn't much of a much of a um conversation in the seventies and with Sanford and Son and good times, but I think more specifically when you have black characters in a very predominant role or a very um what's the word I'm looking for uh but i guess a more um I'm drawing a blank on the word I'm looking for, but you know, Fred Sanford in the junkyard and James jumping from job to job is not necessarily a, a, a very envious or something that you would be like, Oh, you know, look at that. I would say more so with the Cosby show, even with the Jeffersons with them living in a, in the, uh, the lifestyle they lived. And then with the mm-hmm. Cosby show, having a, a doctor and a lawyer and their kids, but I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I really don't know what to say about that. I don't know if Ray will kind of remember a little bit better than I do what the thoughts were back then. But I that's that's a good question.
4: Uh, Ray, what do you think, man? Where do you think the separation began? Oh, I think it all
5: always was a separation. You know, it's just like you know I'm watching Samson's Son right now, and um you know uh my favorite shows all the time is, you know, Good Times, you know, Sanford and Son shows like that. So
0: mm-hmm.
5: I don't think that they are classics among America. I think they hood classics, you know. I yeah. think you to ask a white person about Sanford and Son this and that. They heard of it before. But it's a show that they watch and they just think it's classic. And whenever it's on, you can remember the episodes and you're going to watch them even though you've seen each episode a hundred times. You know, it's it's just what you can identify with. And, you know, a lot of times I could be watching or, you know, me and my wife, we watch uh, court shows or judge Judy or whatever. You know, we see black folks, we know, they're getting ready to trip out. You know, because you can identify whatever they talking about. Like, you might see some white folks on there, and ain't nothing against them or nothing, but they're not going to bring the humor to the case or to the TV that you can identify with really like a black show would. Now, okay. I have plenty of black, white shows. I like King of Queens and everything else, but, you know, I don't think it goes the other way when it comes to, white audiences watching black shows because the appeal is different.
6: And just to to kind of piggyback off of what he was saying, I kind of had the thought because I was trying to think of me being in school maybe a little older because like I said with the Cosby show, I think it went off the air. I was eight years old, so I was trying to think of something maybe that I was a little bit older that had a a big impact on... um, it was was maybe considered a black show that my schoolmates may have talked about. And uh-huh. the only thing I could really think about would be Martin, Martin being really big. And I, that seems like that kind of crossed over pretty good. Um, but the other thing is, Q, that you have to remember too, is that back in the day, we were kind of all, we were more limited on our, our TV stations also. So it's kind of like, I don't know if that may have anything to do with the divide. You would think that since there are so many more TV shows now that everybody can find a place and, you know, it wouldn't be a big deal. But I'm thinking about, you know, when Sanford and Son and Good Times and the Jeffersons and all these shows were on the air, they were on one of the major networks. They weren't on Netflix. They weren't on TNT or or stars, right. they were on ABC, NBC, CBS or whatever. So or with Martin Fox. So I don't know. That was just a just a thought to throw out there too.
4: Okay, and you actually um I th- I think you're going the direction that I'm kind of leaning towards um and where I was going with my next go question. The
1: and I'm
4: gonna go to the 910 area code, the Hill State of North Carolina, to bring on the man to play the doctor on the radio, Doctor Bobby Willis. What's up, man?
2: Hey, what's up Q and everybody else that's on tonight? All
4: hey, right. Bobby. And Dr. Willis, did the emergence of B E T separate T V shows and therefore cause black shows and white shows?
2: No, um, I think that I think and this may be going back to the last question you asked, but um I think a show to be labeled as a black show is uh is a show that incorporates the total black experience, you know, it incorporates the slang, the, you know, the, the comedy, the, the dance, the, you know, everything, the total black experience. And the reason why the comedy show was probably never, ever classified as such is because, you know, the average black family don't live that way. And uh, white Americans can relate to that a lot more than they can say, you know, good times. So, uh, so when, when you got the full black experience, then the show was kinda of labeled as a black show. It's kinda of like, you know, um, you know, like the empire and power and things like that. You know what I'm saying? You you get the full gamut. I mean, that don't necessarily mean that, you know, all black people are poor and this, that and other. Like I said, you can have a you can have a wealthy family like the Jeffersons. But they still incorporated the full black experience. You know, they still had the um you know, the the hidden racism, the um you know, the slang and all that the whole nine. So I think that's what separated our, our classified shows. As far as BET, BET just simply came along and gave us a platform where they aggregated all our shows and put them on one one network and made it kind of like a one-stop shop for uh, the Black experience. And uh, and and you know, it's, it's a shame that they sold it off, but uh, I think that's that's where it was uh, influential at when it came up and when it came along.
4: Okay. And let me go back to the phones. To the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Mexico, Florida. To welcome on the man in black making his way to the ring, the Buckster. Buck, what's happening, man? Yo, Buck. Biggity, biggity, Buck.
2: What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening?
4: <laughs> doing Good well, up. man. You doing all right?
2: Doing good, man Had that damn mute button I just didn't get off of it
4: Okay (laughs) But do you think Do you think in general That people of other races enjoy Quote-unquote black movies and black TV Just like they enjoy mainstream I think so
2: Um, I mean, anytime you go to You know, you gotta look at You know, you gotta look at Luke Cage, for example I mean, it's it's popular on both sides You know, and all, you know all oh, ethnicities. I mean, it's you know, it's just one of those deals where, I mean, I don't think you know we may classify it or, or you know other people may classify it as black TV or movies or whatever. But I think you know, I think everybody enjoys them. I mean, it's just that you know, you know, some people want to label them, some don't. But I don't, and you know, I don't see a divide when it comes to
4: that. But you know, there may be okay, and so um amanda back to you how, how far are we from black movies just being movies or black t v just being t v or do you think that will ever happen?
6: Mm, I don't know it's it's uh that's probably a long ways off unfortunately um I think that there' there it, for the foreseeable future. It will probably always be that um, that even if they don't say black, they'll they'll find another way to say oh for the urban uh, group or for uh, it's a minority programming or it's this programming. There will always be that code word where um, I don't even think so much for the the target audience, but a lot of times for the audience that they know won't even be interested in it. Like it's kind of like hey. Don't worry about seeing this, Donald Trump, because you know, we know you don't want to see this show or you don't want to see this movie. So I think that might be kinda of out there as a as a cold word in in more than one way, but maybe that's just me.
4: Ray, what do you think, man? You think we'll ever get away from the label black T V, black movies?
5: No, I don't think you can because We're the only ones that do things the way that we do it. So, you know, it's hard for other nationalities to identify with, you know, us using the N-word. Because they wouldn't call themselves a racial slur, so they don't really understand that. So, Mm -hmm. how could that ever make sense? You know, we fighting over some of the things that we fight over or even when you watch some of these reality shows. Um, Love and Hip Hop, Housewives of Atlanta, you know, they don't know any women to act like that. But we do. So, therefore, it's going to be entertaining for us. For them, it's going to be foreign. It's kind of like watching shows with nothing but rich white people morning. I mean, Dynasty was big, Dallas and stuff like that, but it wasn't ever one of my shows that I watched. So, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, what would be the use for other people to get into it? Now, you get a show like the Cosby show where they can identify with a doctor, they can identify with a lawyer, they can identify with, with, with five kids and stuff like that. You can say, oh, okay, we can get into this. But a really black show where you know, just a lot of cultural things is going on. I don't think everybody can get with that, and I don't think they ever will. Now, the Obamas can have a show, and everybody will watch it. But, you know, that's not typical. Right. So, you know, that's I, I, a long way to go.
4: Okay, okay. And so, Dr. Willis, I mean, let's just talk about some of your her... faces, what would be considered a black show or a favorite black movie? I didn't hear. Now you say you broke up uh, kind of bad in the middle of that. What you say? I'm sorry. I said, do you have what you would consider a favorite black show or black movie of all time? Uh, I mean, I guess I, I you know, I guess you could say that. I mean, like I said, I like Power. I like Empire. You
2: know, um, Empire would definitely be considered a black movie, and it's probably one of my favorites. I mean, I think it's a brilliant show. And well, I know a lot of folks would disagree, but I think it's over the top on purpose, and uh, it, and it's kind of like just ramming the stereotypes about blacks in people's faces, and uh, and then I also like the fact that they break breaking the music on the show, so um, that yeah, that could be I I can call that one of my favorite shows, uh, um, black shows if we wanna uh, label it that.
4: Okay. What about you, Buck? Uh.
2: Favorite show? I had, I got to go old school. I like the Jeffsons because to me, the Jeffsons kind of you know they hit a they hit a, an area that at the time you know nobody else was really hitting. You know you had a successful black man had his own business. You know and you know that was, that was just something that we just didn't see a lot of back in in modern times. You know back in the day in in the seventies. So it was really good to see somebody that you know was. You know he was he was funny and his you know and he had his own little quirks about him, but he had his own business and I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, movie, I got I got to go with New Jack City. I mean, I, I New Jack City was one of my all time favorites. So okay, love New Jack City.
4: And what about you, Amanda?
6: Um, for for TV shows go, I probably would have to say that. San Francisco uh, as far as especially as sitcoms go um mm-hmm. it's probably my favorite um The Cosby Show as well um movies uh hmm uh I could probably sit here and name so many I'm trying to trying to think of what they really be well I guess if they have a mostly black cast then yeah um Malcolm X is one of my favorites. Um, okay,
4: Denzel, that was a good
6: one. Yeah, Cadillac Records is one of my favorites. Oh, I
4: love
6: uh, Cadillac. Uh, so, I mean, those yeah. So those those are the top two that kind of come to mind.
4: Okay, okay. And, and for the record, for for stars, you know, star the stars network has like a Black Stars channel. Um, mm-hmm. Die Hard is not a black movie, just because you had you know. Reginald Vale play a cop who wasn't the lead <laughs> character uh, doesn't make it a black movie. So I just want to throw that out there. Um, that movie was just a movie because Bruce Willis was the star and Reginald Vale Johnson was just, you know, a dude kind of like off on the cut. But Ray, what about you, man? I know you've mentioned some of your shows with good times and everything. What about movies?
5: Okay. um, Movies would be The Wood. Okay. Uh, so... A soldier, a soldier Story It's probably my favorite favorite two movies I mean The Wood you know I can kind of identify with it so I always thought it was funny and you know I thought it was a, was, a, was a good movie uh yeah TV shows of course you know Good Times Sanford and Son, uh Martin the new shows uh Power, of course, so you know they want they want to be some of some of my favorite shows, okay black shows anyway,
4: all right, well, let me go back to the final lines in the six oh one area code, the Magnolia State of Mississippi. We welcome on the man, the myth, the show Legend. Dubbed as the Minister of Sexual Affairs by my man Alex up there in Philly. We welcome on Eminem. What's shaking, man?
1: Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World?
4: It's hard to have all those titles. Right,
1: right, right,
4: right. Eminem. I I definitely want to hear uh, your favorite, maybe black movie of all time, and you can throw your black favorite black TV show as well in there. Oh
1: man, wow! I have so many but one that just jumps out and this is black as it gets. Uh anybody know man I know my cousin know it but uh the Dolomite man that was that was the shit. That was like a <laughs>
3: I knew
1: that That was, that that was like a
5: Yeah.
1: Louie <laughs> Right. Louie right. Yes, yeah, my 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 favorite <laughs> uh actor slash comedian of all time. Uh another uh uh, movie that became a favorite became one of my favorite movies of that of that time as far as the black exploitation was Black Caesar, and uh, okay. I don't know if if y'all you know seen that a lot, but uh, Fred Williamson was like the star character, and I even liked yeah. the sequel to that was Hell Up in Harlem, but yeah. uh, then as far as uh, uh, TV shows, of course, you know uh, uh, Good Times. Uh, Is it, it, one that's up there. Um, I I had like a, uh, a couple of of other like favorite TV shows that uh, that uh, was not as popular. Like I used to like that's my mama. I used to like that one. Yeah, I remember uh, that. And, I, and uh, yeah, what's happening? Was... What what's happening? I used to, to love what's happening with Raj and and uh, and Dee and all them. I used to love that. As a, as a you know, young kid or whatever. The eighties, I really eighties. The eighties was like a funny decade because I was when we was you know I was just kind of coming on late, but uh, I can't really think of a black movie from the eighties that it, that it just really caught me because um, soldier The soldier, last story. dragon, the last well dragon. yeah okay right Purple last Rain. dragon that's one soldier Purple story. Rain oh yeah i forgot about that purple rain and yeah the, but it,
4: it weren't that many it weren't that many yeah.
1: and and with I mean, and then some of those like I, I guess what was odd about the 80s they had like a slash to them like you know uh beat street breaking i would love that colors but I, I, yeah but but everything was still kind of like it was kind of hard to just say it was a black just a pure black movie uh
2: and then uh, you have you you have movies like you know Beverly Hills Cop that kind of you know kinda, right you right know, cro- well really you can't really call it a black movie but maybe right, like it a was crossover it kind of
1: like a cross and, and it kind of reflected the, the times in the 80s man yeah. because the 80s yeah. was kind of like uh, it was kind of like the birth I, well I'm assuming in, in my opinion it seemed like it was kind of the birth of pop when when music didn't really have a pure category as
3: yeah music came and, together. It, yeah, mm-hmm. everything
1: was kind of blended. So, like, um the movie other than too. just a f- few of the movies y'all named, it really wasn't just one that was all black. Like, the previous decade in the 70s, I mean, you can go on and on and on. You know, Foxy Brown, I mean, just everything, just like an all-black cast. Yeah. yeah. Just the whole nine. But the 80s kind of got then. the 90s. When the 90s came, then it kind of, you kind of had some that uh jumped out, like, uh, I think somebody said New Jack City and, you know. Yeah. Uh yeah, I
3: did. And I and, think
4: uh, I think Spike Lee is really responsible for a lot of that stuff, really blowing up in the late '80s with you know school days and do the right thing. And when we right, got into the night, Blues. Yeah, and, everybody wants yeah. to do something. Right.
1: And then uh, one I liked uh, an, an, another movie I liked uh, as far as the even though the the, the budget wasn't all that great, but uh, you remember uh, uh, what it was? Straight out of uh, It was Straight Outta Brooklyn, I think. With Maddie Rich. Uh, What was the name
5: of that movie? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that was the name of Straight Outta Brooklyn. Hey, but we used to get the big one from the 80s, though, man. What about the color purple? Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah, well,
0: that's a big one.
5: Yeah, right,
3: right.
5: Yeah, yeah,
1: that's a good one. Yeah, that one totally slipped me.
4: All right, so, yeah, so there have been quite a few prominent ones, and I think we all have our favorites. Uh, Going back to question four, when I asked... Do you think that people of other races enjoy black movies as they do mainstream movies? My man Andre down in Tampa said, only if they're comedies. That was his two cents. He chimed in on Facebook. But, um, Buck, let me ask you this now. The latest quote-unquote black movie that came out, and it gets no blacker than a slave revolt movie, uh, Birth of a Nation came out over the weekend, and it didn't do very well. Now there are many reasons why it probably didn't do well I mean you had a hurricane in Florida You had some people that were upset over rape allegations Over um, the director And you had some people upset that he married a white woman Um, So there's all kinds of reasons why people may not have watched it But as far as slavery (laughs) um, Are slavery movies still needed Or is it just overkill at this point? I think it's overkill at
2: this point, and, and I mean it's time for us to start focusing in on successful Black people now. I'm I'm tired of the slave movies. I mean, I'm I'm just tired of that. I won't go see one. I won't rent it on on, you know. I won't go get it on Redbox or none of that shit. I, we've seen enough of that, and I mean, granted it's part of history and we need to talk about it, but. It's enough It's enough of the slave movies Because I I'm. I want to see what You know Modern day black people are doing today You know That's what I would want to see And if it's a slave movie I won't even give it a second thought You know and It's just It's enough of that crap You know We've seen We know I mean We know about it We know we need to talk about it But I just don't want to see it in a movie Maybe a little mini TV series If you want to do something like that But I don't want to waste the I wouldn't want to
4: raise my budget doing a movie doing it. Okay. And um, Amanda, what do you think? Too many slave movies? Too many movies about being the help? um, Or do you think that they're needed?
6: I think they're needed. I think they're needed just because I think you always have people who seem to have forgotten um, where we've come from. And I think that it's always, for the historical context, it's always good to to be able to understand that. Now, I will say, if you're seeing the same thing over and over again, then that's a problem. But if any time you have a, a story where you overcome um, an obstacle, and especially if you're telling a, a story based on a true story, like in the, in the case of um, Birth of a Nation, which I haven't seen yet, but I plan on seeing, that's the, basically the story of Nat Turner, which was a revolutionary figure, someone who um you know other than maybe a quick little bit in your in your history book you didn't learn a whole lot about because of the controversy surrounding him as a person um and the revolt that he led I think that I think it's good to be able to see that and see that it wasn't just oh people in this fields, they're taking cotton, they're doing this, they're slaves, and you know then all of a sudden uh Abraham Lincoln. And the Emancipation Proclamation, and oh, we're free, and you know it's like that's not the storyline. There were people who actually tried to 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 uh make slaves free by any means necessary, and a lot of times people don't realize uh the sacrifices that were made, so I think that anytime you could tell somebody's story it's always uh there's always a necessity for it,
4: okay. Anybody um, else want to chime in?
1: Whether you, if you agree with Buck or agree with Amanda? Yeah, I, I want to chime in. I I, uh, I totally agree with Amanda. I mean, I I think it's uh it's it's needed and um uh, and and I, I had I know back in the in the seventies they had a uh, Nat Turner movie, but of course it was you know the budget was real low, so I mean that was nothing that was going to be mainstream. And movies like this are necessary because. Um, Number one, it, it 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 helps defeat stereotypes. It it gives you, like I say prior to, prior to the last twenty five or thirty years, because uh, somebody you know I mentioned Spike Lee or whatever. Nobody really was out there with a certain type of budget anyway that could kind of depict your story, uh, regardless of what it is. It's nothing like somebody. Telling your story that's actually giving a different perspective on it, you know, and and highlighting certain things other than just uh, the stereotypical things. You know, actually, the movie's a choice. I mean, you don't have to go see it, but um, like, um, I'll give you an example, and this is uh, another favorite movie of mine from the 90s was Rosewood. And if it wasn't for that movie, and I consider myself a very knowledgeable uh, black dude or whatever, but that was one that, you know, I really wasn't that aware of. So and uh, like Amanda mentioned, I mean, you know, other than something about, you know, Martin Luther King or something like that, you know, just as a uh, a main story or a segment in a school setting, you know, other than a uh maybe a private school that's, you know, all black or something like you know, but just for its mainstream, you're not gonna really get other than the certain attributes of it so I, I think it's really great that somebody would take the time to depict not only uh movie about uh you know slavery or any anything historical because you know um i don't care what it is the vikings or whatever i mean movies like that there's always room for that every year i mean they never grow old i mean it's a market for somebody and a lot of time movies like that It's not going to be a blockbuster. It's never going to compete with Star Wars and all that kind of stuff, but it'll be the kind of movie that uh, it can be used as a historical reference just to kind of give people uh, an idea of uh, what things are. And uh, shout out to Steven Spielberg, uh, because he wasn't the first one to do the movie Amistad, but because he did it and had a much better budget, than one of the uh, first Amistad movies that came out, I think, in the 60s or 70s, it gave a whole different view of the, uh, you know, the um, some of the original slave trades and, you know, at least the first part of the movie with the horrors on the ship. And that kind of, you know, stuff like that is why you see white people, you know, on the front lines of Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, because it it, it helps everybody, you know, and it doesn't, radicalize everybody but it sometimes it opens a, a a new generation's eyes of like wow you know no wonder people might be a little extra sensitive about stuff man looking at this movie i see why you know um especially with you know racial things dealing with relationships and stuff uh you know it don't make it right or wrong but sometimes it's just it's just a perspective view you know kind of like rosewood the the White Cheek got raped, she put on black dude, and they just grabbed up the first nigga they saw and fucked him up. Now, of course, that was something from the past, but it ain't like that shit didn't happen. So, you know, that's the good things about movies like that, and that's why it's always uh, room for 'em like that, um, you know, because everything can't be Kevin Hart, you know, clowning and shit, and that's cool, but it's good to have a, a blend, you know.
4: Okay. Let me go to the two two nine area code, which is the Peach State of Georgia, if I'm not mistaken, and bring on looks like conversations. How's it going? What's what's going on? What's happening? Long time no talk. Glad to have you on. Uh, You want to give me two cents? Two cents on
3: this? Uh, Uh, Yeah. Well, uh, uh, the first thing is my favorite movie is uh, Last Dragon. Okay. This is my favorite black movie, um, and you know, like like slave movies and stuff like that will always be needed. You know, just like every uh, you know ten years or so, there's gonna be a movie that come out about the Holocaust. You know what I mean? Just because I think each 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 generation kind of needs to be educated on their past and you know so where they come from. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And, and so and and like today, you know, movies always still harp on, you know, Nazis and, and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? hmm Okay. And so, but my question is do do blacks have the freedom to really explore their their mind in films? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like the way white people do and still be successful, you know, with movies, you know, like, could there be a black Game of Thrones and it be successful? Could there be black sci-fi and it be successful? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, all of our stories are always comedy, you know, Tyler Perry, uh, you know, uh, Donald Brothers, Single Mothers, you know what I'm saying? Like, those stories. Like, could we have those imaginative stories that don't really revolve around what we've been through and be successful. And so that's just a question I I like to throw out
2: there. Right.
4: Doctor Willis, you want to tackle that?
2: Uh, yeah, I think that um, I think that all depends on us. We got to get out and get to the movies. We got to support our actors and our actresses. We gotta, uh, and if you know, if they're not meeting the bar, then we need to um, we need to have our own um, critics. You know, writing reviews and saying, hey, this is what we don't like about it. This is what we did like about it, blah, blah, blah. So that any future filmmakers that come along can uh, read these reviews and say, okay, well, my people like this or my people didn't like that. Now, that don't mean get away from the truth, If, if you know, because sometimes people don't like the truth. If you're depicting a situation for what it is in your movies, then, you know, you stand on your ground. But um, that, that all depends on us, my man. We got to get out. We got to get out and we got to get into these movies. We got to... Um, you know, rent instead of uh bootlegging and stuff like that. We uh you know, we we just need to support our people. So that's that's on us. That ain't got nothing to do with uh white Hollywood people and like that, you know. That's us.
4: All right. Very interesting. I agree. I agree. And uh on Facebook my man Rod Walker chimed in from New Orleans and uh we you know, just on the mention of black movies and things of that nature, he mentioned his first his favorite black superhero was Dolomite. <laughs> That's bringing my everybody.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Dolomite is <laughs> bad ass, man.
4: Good taste, man. <laughs> yeah. Put your weight on it. Put your weight on it. All right, Amanda, <laughs> let me go back to you. Um, I don't know if you all have seen the show on HBO called Insecure. Very, very creative show uh, written by a young lady named Issa Rae who made a killing on YouTube for quite some time. Um but, Amanda, are shows like Insecure or maybe Empire too, quote-unquote, black for mainstream TV? I mean, do you think that people who aren't black get the references that are made in those shows?
6: Um, I haven't seen Insecure. I'll have to I'll have to check that out. Um, I feel like I know what you're talking about. I think maybe I've seen a little bit about it, but I'm not 100%. Uh-huh. Um, now with Empire, um, that's something I've pretty much been watching since the beginning, so... Um I think that I think that the society we live in today people can peop you'll be surprised at the references people will get they may not get everything, but I think we live in a a society where it's not uh segregated schools it's not you know where you can only be the janitor somewhere at your job you know so I think that because other cultures are so intermingled with us and we're intermingled with i think that a lot of references um they catch maybe not everything but mm-hmm. you know um I, I don't i don't think there's too much of a divide nowadays in in that sense um because i think that with um what tends to happen with black people we we take our culture with us you know and i mean that in a positive way we take it where we go so people will take up on different slang different uh sayings and you know Nowadays, I'm pretty sure it's a lot of white teenagers that listen to way more hip-hop than I do now. So, you know.
3: I got you. All right.
4: And, um, I mean, Ray, what do you think? Do you think that people get the references and they can actually enjoy the movies? And, I mean, of course people enjoy comedies because you can kind of figure comedies out, but when it comes to maybe more dramas or something that focuses around how black people may traditionally live or stereotypically live?
5: No, I don't, I don't think they get it as a whole. I mean, now if you was white or you was another nationality, you grew up around black people, I think maybe you would get it. But the average person you see in the street or you work with or something like that, no, I don't think that they would get it. You know, like I said, it's too many cultural differences. We do things differently than anybody else in the world, good and bad. So, you know, I don't think that they they really get it. That's why it's such a big divide with the country now where, you know, you have people on one side saying one thing, you have people on the other side saying another. They can't put themselves in your shoes because they would never walk in them. So therefore, you're saying, oh, it shouldn't be like this, and why are they shooting people and this and that? You know what the average white person say to you? Well, you shoot each other every day. What's the difference? Now, mm-hmm. you get the black person talking and saying this and that, so it's just, I don't think that they would get it. I'm just saying, uh, the, the white people that I see it know. Now, I don't know about, you know, in other places or whatever, but... No, I don't think they would get it. That's why each show is popular in black households. You see how popular it is in white households, it'd go from number eight to number seventy nine. Because they don't tune in. I don't believe they do. So no, I wouldn't I don't believe they get it. Okay. All
3: right,
4: and 3472020215 the number on the Talk to Q radio show brought to you by dearheart.website um one more question and then we can move on to another topic but uh, buck do you think that hollywood well let me go let me go to the conversations and then I'll come back to you buck all right um all right. do you think that hollywood is trending Positively towards You know Black movies Black writers Black producers With the success Of people like Issa Rae Or maybe Larry Wilmore Conversations Can you hear me? You there? Can you hear me? Yeah
3: Oh Oh I mean, you know, since the whole uh, Oscar boycott thing, I think it's been like a, a small uptick in in blackness on TV. <laughs> you know, maybe uh, you know, what I'm saying like Hollywood is just trying to shut us up.
0: Okay.
4: And Buck, what do you think? Do you think that um, things are trending positively? I think uh, I don't think they're trending
2: in the way that they need to be. Um, Cause you know, when they look, when they look at us, you know, and, then, and that's kind of what I was saying earlier about, you know, doing the slave movies and things of that nature. Uh, I think we put too much emphasis on those type of movies instead of where, you know, it's, we do need to know where we came from, but we also need to know where we are and we don't do enough movies about where we are now you know, and that's where, you know, that's a huge disconnect in my opinion where, you know, we don't see enough successful black people. You know, we, we got too much comedy and those types of things. And we really don't focus on what, you know, where we are and where we need to go. Um, and that's the kind of movie that I would kind of like to see. We need to broaden our horizons a little bit. Uh, I think somebody said, you know, we need to do, you know, we need to, you know, like, there's a lot of stereotypes when it comes to us, like we won't go to space or, you know, we don't go in water and those kind of things. But there, you know, there's black people in the military that, you know, run submarines, you know, there's people in, you know, NASA, you know, we need to kind of, you know, I want to see, you know, us kind of trend towards those kind of things. And, you know, maybe in history, you know, we've invented a lot of things along the way, like shoes and traffic lights and things of that nature. I would like to see more movies on those type of stories because I think those are stories that a lot of people don't know that, you know, we made the you know, we invented those things. And I'm quite sure there was a struggle to try to get them invented, you know, and a lot of people didn't, you know, want us to invent those kind of things or, you know, right. they try to say somebody else did it. So thus kind of, you know, some of the movie writers need to kind of go back in history. It's good to know about the slavery and all that, but we also need to go back in history and see what we've d- done throughout history and some of the inventions that, you know, have h- helped make this country great. That's the kind of stuff
4: that I'd like to see more. Of. Okay. I get that. Uh, but a movie but doesn't I, have to be marketable. I mean, because I'm not going to watch a movie about somebody that created a stoplight unless he had like a rap career on the side or something. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> it definitely has to be marketable. <laughs> Uh, But I do think that we're coming along with, like, you know, you have the Nina Simone biopic, um, the Tupac movie, Straight Outta Compton. I think you have some modern day black movies that talk about success. Um, I think Jay-Z is producing a movie about the first American black sniper. Um, So I, I feel you that you definitely want more stories that talk about people who maybe weren't slaves, maybe people who did some other things and were successful at it. Um, And maybe we're slowly getting to that point. Yeah. Yeah. Black wall street, you know, things of that nature. I think um, there's plenty out there, you know, Ace of computers. I mean,
2: you know, we got, you know, black man created, you know, Ace of computers and, you know, one of the top brands, one of the top three brands in the United States. That's, you know, I want to, you know, I want to see how, you know, those are kind of the stories that I would like to kind of see,
4: you know, yeah. in the very near future. I mean, we need our own Wolf of Wall Street, you know, we need our own Great Gatsby type of movie. And so they're, they're I think they're being done. But, um, yeah, yeah people, like I said, a-, a lot of people may not be familiar with him. Um, he was a writer for the Bernie Mac show, he wrote for In Living Color back in the day. Um, the Jamie Foxx show Fresh Prince. He's the guy that created the PJs. I don't know if y'all remember the um, animated series, the PJs. Yep. And uh, yeah, he's even written for the um, the sitcom The Office. So Larry, Larry Wilmore has been around for a minute. And um, I'm just glad to see, you know, more things with his name on it. So he's executive producing a lot and consulting for a lot. So, all right, going to um, take a quick intermission, and then we're going to change gears for a bit and be right back in less than 30 seconds.
6: Hi, this is Victoria Bolton, author of the Roo Boy USA series, and you are listening to the
0: Talk TalkTQ radio show. No experts, just opinions.
4: All right, three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number. Got to talk about the debate from Sunday. Just just a few questions, and um, I, I guess Eminem, I'll start with you and try to keep it quick for me. What do you think of both both candidates at this point? I mean, how are you feeling both candidates?
1: Well, uh, just being totally neutral about it. Um, I think everything is a reflective of today's time with with everything is so over media media uh i i guess because now social media not that we didn't have social media in the last election but it's like now it's such a barrage of this person said this this person did this this came up on this person this came from that it's like nothing is it, everything seems to be, uh, there's not a lot of originality in, in, in hardly anything, you know. A lot of shit seems to be scripted and stuff like that, so um, it's, it's, it's like, I, I, I'm trying to quantify real quick what I'm saying. It's almost like, are you saying what you're saying because you mean it, or are you saying what you're saying because you're trying to, you know, um, outdo the other person? You know, right, but in actuality, there's no real plan. So it's almost like a, it's almost like a, a political version of a rap battle. You know, it's cool, but it's like in the context of the real world, it don't mean shit. You know, it ain't gonna build mm-hmm. a bridge or nothing like that. It just means the damn man, you you outdid this other motherfucker. That's all that means. So right. it's almost turning to that kind of stuff.
4: Okay, I mean, it makes us wonder how did we get here to this point, but Ray. Ray regardless of who wins Do you think that they have An opportunity to be reelected in 2020 Uh
5: yeah I do I mean uh, First when I think about The the, the debates I mean Trump is is Inexperienced and you know When you got billions of dollars Who's going to tell you what to say But at least he's Speaking from what he believes to be the case, you know he's not. I mean, to me, Hillary Clinton belongs in jail. She's a criminal, and she's one of the most corrupt politicians I've ever seen. Not to say that Trump is perfect, because he's not. But all the bullshit that the media hyping off of, harping on—I mean—is uh, stuff that all the guys have said when they get around other guys. Yeah, well, we don't see the president right like that, and everything else. Well, it's time for change. A lot of times, and uh, what, what, was the, what was the other question that you asked?
4: Uh, no, that was pretty much it. Just asking, do you think um, either one of them will get reelected? In 2020? Oh, well, I mean, if Hillary gets in there,
5: by all all fairness and what well, I do believe is, and part of the reason why I don't want her to be in, is she going to take credit for all the good things that Obama tried to do. And, I mean, you know how it is in America. You know, when a woman get in something not to say she's not good, not to say she's not great, but we want things to be lopsided. And the thing is, is, you know, to like a Ronda Rousey, she wanted to fight me. Oh, okay, if he don't run five miles a day, we'll we'll look at the situation, look at the situation, and we believe she can win, we'll let it happen. But they saw oh, he can eat this strong and that strong and this and that and the other, and he catch her, he might break her neck, and then we ain't going to let it happen. No, mm-hmm. if you bring out Ronda Rousey, I'm going to bring out uh, – What's his name? John Jones. Now we want, Now we don't want to have a battle of the Texas. You know, it's that kind of thing. And I think that economy is going to boom. I think everything is going to be well and good if she gets in. And we're going to try to make her the next uh, uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt. And, <laughs> oh, she did this, she did that, she did this, she did that. And, you know, hey, it's good for the economy. It's good for us. But then again, what does the black president get in history? Oh, I straightened out Obamacare. I did it. You know, Hillary will do it. You know, she gonna, she talked about it before she got in. So, you know, that's what I think. I think she can't get another term when she gets in. And the same thing with Trump. I think Trump's going to bring some change. And a lot of people are not ready for that change, you know. See, we want somebody who's going to hand out things, you know, going to make things better. What you going to give us? We're not willing to go get nothing ourselves. And what has that done in the history of this country? How's that made things better? So if you get a guy, you know, they're not giving you anything. You got to earn it and you got to go get it. See, every person that has kids or whatever should be preaching education. 'Cause that's the way out. Even if you you poor or you underprivileged or you mistreated or whatever, you're educated, you got a better chance than if you're not educated. But we don't take that route. You know, we always got a bunch of foolishness going on. Then we wanna turn around and blame somebody else when it's our fault in the first place. So that's just the
4: way I see it. Okay. All right, so uh, let me go to Dr. Willis on something. Dr. Willis, how does the GOP hmm. recover from the divide caused by, by Donald Trump? Because right now you have people who support him, people who don't. Um, how do they recover from this? I think their best strategy right now is just
2: go ahead and uh, take that L, um, you know, and uh, take the next four years to regroup, find out what it is that they want to accomplish, Um and uh, um, you know, and, and try to be a little bit more inclusive. Uh, right now, Donald Trump has, um, and, and I, I will say for the record, I don't think that Donald Trump is uh, a majority of the things they're saying about him. But I know that he's igniting that that type of fan base or that type of following. So uh, they need they need to try to uh, um, polish their image a little bit because right now they're looking like a party of you know a bunch of rednecks and. You know, and some of the most, you know, um, racist folks out there and stuff. And like I said, that that may not be true of all Republicans or all the people who, uh, you know, who sympathize with that party, but that's how it looks right now. So I think they should go ahead and just take the veil, uh, you know, get Trump out the way, uh, regroup, um, uh, you know, strengthen their core, uh, fundamentals, policies, whatever they got, but also try to include more people and, and then come back out in four years swinging. But I don't think that's going to happen because a lot of times, you know, uh, it's just like and and I would assume the Democrats would be the same way because, um, you know, she was on the other foot. You know, people get stubborn and they want to stick to what they what they're doing because they don't want to look like they're weak or they don't want to look like they're losing or anything like that. But I I'd say, you know, sometimes you just got to know when to back down, regroup, and then come back better uh, another time. And I think this is that time for the Republicans right now.
4: Okay. And Amanda, you wanna comment on that or any of the other things we mentioned as well, as far as how does the g o p recover, or do you think either one of them get reelected in twenty twenty or is Kanye gonna beat both of them <laughs> <laughs> um,
6: <laughs> i I'll say this it's been one of the most entertaining um, presidential races I've ever seen um and that's that's pretty much the best thing I could say about it. I'm not thrilled about the choices at all. Like, uh, I think a lot of people feel that way. So, you know, it is what it is, but uh, it's definitely been entertaining. So, if there's a positive, that's it. <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: Well, we're going to see what happens. There's one more debate, and we'll see what happens going forward. It's just so much going on. I mean, with with Donald Trump and him being quoted and Hillary Clinton and all her little backdoor dealings and stuff like that, it's like, man, I'm just like, how did we get here? You know, I mean, there are a lot of people right now who are saying to themselves, you know, maybe we should have gone with, you know, Marco Rubio and Bernie Sanders or something like that. I mean, but we're going to see what's going to happen. Today was the last day. We definitely um, should have
2: went with Sanders. I think we definitely should have went with Sanders, but um, but my my thing about the two candidates is this, though, uh, you know, barring all the the rhetoric and all that stuff coming out of both sides, with Hillary Clinton, I think that um, you know, what I'm saying taxes are going to go up, and right now I ain't to, <laughs> I'm getting killed on taxes, so that kind of worries me with her. But I don't think she's as bad. She's going to be as bad as folks say. Now she has made some egregious mistakes. But like I said um, earlier to somebody, um, you know what I'm saying, these these are mistakes that you can learn from, um, you know what I'm saying, that she can move on from, you know. Trump, on the other hand, this is who he is. That's kind of hard to move on from, you know what I'm saying, when you are who you are. Yeah. But like I said, putting aside putting aside the bigotry and all those other stuff that are to precedes bigotry, the thing that worried me about Trump is the fact that taxes may go down, but he's going to cut out a lot of needed programs. And the problem with, with with these politicians when they're promising these tax cuts and things like that, they cut the things that we need, and they continue uh, funding these programs that are lining their friends' pockets, who give them probably kickbacks and stuff like that. Like the bullshit, right. like I said, they they love to use is the military, uh, and people fall for that bullshit. They don't when they talk about funding the military. What they talking about is throwing you know, a billion dollars at a fucking fighter that has never seen a day of light and they've been working on it for, you know, 10, 20, 30 That's damn plus years and, and saying that, always oh, for the military. We're funding our military. We're going to be the best and biggest. But guess what? You still got soldiers out there with some damn 20, 30-year-old damn 16s, you know? So, you know, we got to stop falling for that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to cut some programs, let's overhaul these programs that are eating up, you know, our, our budget. You know, let's let's overhaul welfare. You know, you don't have to cut it out, but let's overhaul it. You know, let's look at the, uh, like I said, the Department of Defense, that, that budget. You know what I'm saying? Let's overhaul that shit. You ain't got to cut it out. You ain't got to um, do anything that's going to hurt the troops. But you take care, you get rid of these damn programs that's taking millions and billions of dollars, and we're not even seeing the equipment and have never seen the equipment. It just affects, you know, a uh, 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 cash cow for some of their friends and stuff. So yeah. that's what I worry about with Trump and the people like him. So, you know, until, you know and, and things aren't going to change. As long as uh, we got, you know, people coming in on both of these parties thinking the same way. Somebody's got to come in that's going to change and mix shit up. And I think Sanders probably would have been the best bet for that. But, you know, should have would have could have, you know. We've got to deal with uh, the situation we got with whoever wins for the next four years. And it's going to be like I said, either you're going to have lower taxes, but uh, programs are going to be cut. Or you're going to have higher taxes with uh, things pretty much running the same.
4: I agree. I agree, sir. Well said. And um, because the United States has um, our military has like more money in it than the next 26 countries combined, and that's just stupid. If 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 we didn't build another piece of military equipment for the next decade, I don't think anyone would catch up. But I mean, but all right, so we'll see what happens with the debate. We got one more debate coming, and hopefully. Um, there won't be any scandals surrounding it. We can actually talk about actual strategies of what each person may actually do when they get in office. So, all right, one more thing before we wrap up the show. And, um, let's see, I also want to say, you know, tomorrow's zone coverage. We'll talk about what happened in the NFL this past week and get into a um, couple other little side topics. So that's going to be Tomorrow. At 9 p.m. Eastern, go to TalkToQ.com to get more information on that. Sign up for the email newsletter so you can keep up with when the shows are coming out and what we're talking about. Um, before we get into our final thoughts, I do have a question about something that was posed to me on Facebook. And Amanda, I'm going to start with you on this um, in regarding relationships. Other than cheating, what, are, so, what is something that can ruin a relationship or a marriage?
6: Um, I think a lack of consistency and failing to compromise are the first things that come to mind. Um, because to me, if you're if you're in a relationship, then it's not all about you. You have to be willing to meet the other person's needs and try to evolve as a person. As um, I'm sorry, evolve as a couple together. Um, I think that a lot of times people get set in their ways and they feel like, oh, well, I got this person. I don't have to worry about doing X, Y, and Z. Back when I was in a dating game, and I was spending X amount of dollars per date, and I was doing this, and I was buying flowers, and then all of a sudden you you're with somebody, and and it could be the same way with the on the woman's side. Maybe she used to dress sexier, or she used to um, cook more often, or whatever it may be. And all of a sudden that person kind of falls off. I think that as a as a person in a relationship, you you owe it to your significant other to say, "Hey, you know, what about this or what about that? I I used to like it when you did this or when you did that." And I think if that person doesn't doesn't take the time to actually uh, try to do better with certain things, then they they might as well be cheating anyway because you're you're cheating that relationship by not presenting the your best you. So I think that's one of the biggest things when I hear people complaining about their relationships. Is usually stuff like that—that that what the other person used to do, but they're no longer doing, or that lack of uh, lack of uh, just attention to the relationship and cons- consistency, and also failing to compromise, where it has to be their way or the highway type thing. So that's—I okay. would definitely say that's that's up there, right, with cheating.
4: Okay, Eminem, you got anything to add? That's a good answer.
1: Oh yeah, money, man. You know, um... that's a good one. Uh, somebody that got access to your stuff, vice versa. I mean, shit. I mean, and I'm not talking about names on accounts. I'm just saying, you know, just think about the people who are in relationships or whatever and somebody uh, pick up a drug habit before it's really known. And, you know, you got a an alarm system to keep people out of the house. And you're like, you come back, man, you know, this dude done pawned the family TV and all that kind of shit. I mean, that 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 that's bad, you know. Uh, uh, when when you got an inside thief or somebody taking money or uh, uh, got a fucking you got a damn lien on your house and you know this bitch done took out a some kind of astronomical loan for your name, you don't know nothing about it, you know. So yeah, that that uh you know that that either is gonna lead to Divorce or somebody getting killed because money, you know, money, you know, you can't fuck with nobody's money. Yeah, you can't forgive okay. debt. <laughs> That 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 ain't in the real
4: world. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. All right, so, um, but what percentage of relationships and or marriages do you think is ruined by cheating? If you had to take a percentage,
2: I'm gonna say forty percent of them. Um, and I know that may sound low, but I think forty percent because I mean today's time there's so many different reasons why people, you know get divorced other than cheating. Um money money is probably more so than cheating to a certain degree. Um, but I'm gonna say forty percent. Um simply because, you know, we we all know somebody that, you know, probably been cheated on at in some form of fashion at some point during a relationship, whether they were married or whether they were just dating or whatever. So um, I'm going to just stick with the forty percent.
4: Ray, what percentage do you think um, relationships are ruined by marriage or cheat Ruined by, um, by cheating? Oh, I probably would say about
5: twenty-five percent. I think okay. the most of it is finance. I agree with my cousin that you know, the finance. Mm-hmm. If you and the person ain't together financially that's going to cause a big rift because, you know, somebody may spend money differently or they may respect money differently or they may not consult you on doing big things or whatever the case may be. You know, I mean, me and my wife, we always consult each other on anything pretty much over a couple of hundred dollars, you know. Yeah. It's just you know, it's just a, a courtesy what you should do, you know. And then your if your money is is uh, your money, you got extra money you want to do whatever you want to do with it after you handle your business. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that, but some people want to take care of things they want before they take care of any business. So I believe that's that's the biggest problem. In okay.
4: All right, so Dr. Willis um, I mean, we've heard cheating We've heard money, we've heard um, You know, consistency So to speak, anything else you can add I mean, do you think money Well, first of all, do you think money is second behind cheating But um, is there anything else you can add to the list
2: Yeah, I definitely think um, I think if I had to give it a uh, a percentage, I, I'm going big with it. I'm saying this is about a good freaking 80% to 20 because, I mean, uh, you know, with cheating versus finance because, I, you know, I've seen a lot of situations where a woman would get out and work two jobs while a lazy-ass dude is sitting in the house playing video games And before she get fed up and actually leave over money. And, um, you know, and, and if, if the couple do break up over money, it's probably usually the guy calling the quits at that point. A woman, she will take uh, so much when it comes to cheating, but eventually cheating, you know, you know, you may get that one time, but the second time, she's probably gone. So, and I think uh, if we were to take all the divorces in the United States right now, I think that that would be a big number with the cheating part. Uh, as far as adding stuff to the list, I think uh, lack of affection. I think uh, once the relationship goes stale, you know, um, you can chalk it up to uh, what they call it, irreconcilable, Freaking differences or whatever So um, So I think that's something you can add to the list But I think I think that cheating is probably The number one reason if you were to look at totality
3: Okay
4: And uh, well we, we all know Cheating is definitely a problem And I mean it's one of the main things People bring up I do think money is Definitely up there or lack like thereof Or a lack of understanding Of how to like race said, respected, um, and like I mean, there's lack of consistency, and what when Amanda mentioned uh, maybe different par- parental tactics as far as how to raise kids. Someone may want to be a child's best friend, while the other one may want to be more disciplined, and uh, there are just a lot of different ways you can go. Uh, like Bobby mentioned, just lack of motivation. One person wants to sit home and chill and maybe just make money with a little two-bit jobs while the other person is more aggressive in the workplace. It's a lot of stuff. But when it's all said and done, I think cheating is the main thing that people think um, causes, you know, the type of problems that they have. And some people will argue that those other things will make you cheat, even though I'm a firm believer that you can't make someone cheat. But, uh, you know, to each their own with their opinions on that. All right, we'll go ahead and do our final thoughts. Great show tonight, a lot of participation. So I appreciate you all chopping it up with me. It's always good to have this many show legends on the line. And uh, it was cool for the conversations to call in from Georgia. I hadn't heard from him in quite some time. So we'll go ahead and get our final thoughts. And, Amanda, I'll start with you.
6: Great show. Glad to be back on with everybody. I really enjoyed hearing everybody's thoughts. Um... My, fa- my favorite topic tonight was definitely about the TV shows and the um, and the um, black movies and such. Uh, I just wanted to throw some shows out there that I feel like what I'm really enjoying about, quote-unquote, black TV right now is just I think there is a lot of diversity, which is something Buck was talking about. He would like to see more so in movies. And mm-hmm. I know we're used to the different um, different sitcoms and how we've talked about over the years all the different classic black black sitcoms, but what I've really been enjoying lately, um, have been particularly some of the shows on own, such as uh like Queen Sugar. And what I one thing I like about Queen Sugar is that it has that drama but the, the circumstances are different. You know, you're you're dealing with kids trying to uh get over the loss of their father and figure out how to farm all this all these acres of land, which is I think is something very, very different for uh, the black community to address it's is something we're more so in the south. Yeah.
4: Hmm? TV show is that a present day TV show?
6: Yeah, Queen yeah. Sugar it's a show. It's yeah. a show on own. It's a uh, no. I mean, is it, does really... it take
4: place in the present or is oh, it yeah. like take place mm-hmm. in the yeah. Okay, yeah, it's
6: present. It's present day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. a it's really? a really good, really good, really good show that I've been enjoying. So I mean, that's one thing I like to see. It's not the same old. Uh, same old storyline. This is a different storyline. Same thing with uh, Greenleaf. I think that was a good storyline, seeing kind of what happens in the black church. And mm-hmm. of course, the the show that everybody's going crazy over that I've been watching, Uh, Luke Cage. I'm in love with that show. I love, love, love that show. Just every moment, every fiber of it just is just so much black pride. I just love that show so much. And I've never been big on the, the superhero shows and yeah. That type of stuff, but but that show just gets me. Like I love that show so much. I can't I can't stop watching it. So um, I I like the progress that's being made. Of course, there's always 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 more that can be done and more diversity we'd like to see. But that's just a few examples that kind of popped in my head where you're you're seeing some of the things that you've kind of always maybe always wanted to see or didn't even realize you wanted to see. Just to see that that difference in the positivity, so um, great show as always, guys, and uh, I hope everybody enjoys the rest of their week.
4: All right, thank you very much. Good to hear from you, and um, I wish. I I guess when it comes to some of those shows on own, um, like the first time I heard about Queen Sugar, I think Ray mentioned it on a show recently. And I I wasn't aware of the show And then just the the name itself I was trying to figure out what could it possibly Be about because I couldn't figure it out From the name Um, But I mean I I wish they did a little more Mainstream advertising Uh, You know maybe throw a commercial On one of the More mainstream networks so people can know What's going on and things of that nature Because I I really don't know where own advertisers Other than their own channel I don't know if they have ads on Lifetime Or anything like that but um, yeah a lot of these shows I'm here about for the first time so um, if they're really good then I would definitely want them to get more attention you know and I know word of mouth is important but I definitely would like to see some commercials or something to make more people aware so they can help with their success right. but uh, alright so let me move on to Dr. Willis what you got
2: uh, good show tonight it was good chopping it up with all the show legends as always uh, and to the um, you know new callers that I'm not familiar with, you know, thanks for calling in. Um I think that like I said to uh, for me in my opinion I think to classify a show as black or a black um show or where it came in at is uh is the show is predominantly has a black cast and it incorporates all the uh uniqueness of uh, or all the blackness uh that you know that that's a part of our, our culture, you know. And like I said, that, that involves even the stereotypes, the, you know, the music, the dialogue, the dialect, you know, all of it. And when a show can uh, effectively do that, then I think that whether good or bad, it'll be listed as, you know, a black show. Um, as far as um, the other topics we talked about tonight. Um, the debate. I think that huh? That yeah. Was yeah, I'm glad you did because I stuck for a second. But um, as far as the the debate, um, I want to encourage people to get out and vote anyway, regardless. Uh, I know a lot of people say that you know they're not going to vote. Uh, there's not much choice and things like that. But in, you know, in effect, when you don't vote, you are voting. So um, you know, if if you got to go with a mentality of pick your poison or whatever the case may be, then at least uh, exercise your right. Um, you don't have to, of course. It's free country, and that's you know that's your privilege, that's your right. But you know, a lot of people you know came along and shed blood for us to have that right. So you know, go ahead and exercise it. Why not? Um, and uh, I think the last topic what was that last one, the spending or whatever. Uh, or what, what were we talking about on the last topic?
4: Um, other than cheating, what ruins relationships?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah uh, cheating is pretty much going to always be the top factor, um, until, you know, one party or the other decide, you know, that they're going to stay monogamous and faithful to their relationship. So, uh, you can add as much things as you want, but I'm pretty sure that, um, uh, people will hold on to what they have as long as they can, uh, for most other situations. It's just cheating and finances are your two biggest problems and, uh, that probably won't change for a while, uh, with, you know, and with that, that's all I got for tonight. You know, thanks for letting me chop it up with y'all again.
4: Appreciate it, man All right, that's Dr. Willis who? Buck
2: Great show as always You know, it good to have all the show legends on tonight it was, You know, it's been a while since everybody's been on And it's good to hear, you know, hear so many different um, You know, so much diversity in the answers Um well, i i just wanted to kind of touch base on the politics i mean we live in a in one of we live in the greatest you know greatest nation on earth, and this is the best we got to offer i mean this is pretty pathetic um hillary clinton and 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 donald trump both are a bunch of idiots and uh you know this is what you know this is what we get you know and um when you don't go to the polls. And you don't, you know, you don't do your due diligence We have these two clowns, um, you know, running for president of the United States To me, it looks like a big joke But being a president is not a joke I mean, this is serious um, You get Trump in there, he may be able to do some things about jobs But he has no, he, he doesn't know anything about foreign policy And he's probably going to get our ass as soon as he gets in the office You um, get Hillary Clinton in there You know, she really not gonna do anything about jobs. You know, she might do a little bit, but she does know a little bit on foreign policy. But the one thing we got to realize and understand is that, you know, whoever's president, they really don't have too much. You know, the House and the Senate is where where our problem lies. You know, we got you got people in there that's you know in their 80s that's in the House and the Senate that you know they need to be term limit on the House and Senate. So. There is a we do need to get out and vote, Um, but the thing is, is we got to change what you know. It it doesn't matter whether we get Hillary Clinton in there or Donald Trump. The problem is the House and Senate, and you know when. And that's anybody that has any common sense can see. You know, a lot of the stuff that Obama tried to do, he couldn't do because the House and Senate were, you know, throwing it out. And you're gonna see a lot of the same. If with either one of these being in the being the president, if we don't change those guys, you know they just sitting in there. They don't show up for meetings and those kind of things. And that's where your disconnect is, and that's where the problems of this country are. So we do need to get out and vote. So make sure you pay attention to what's going on in your state, local governments. So that way you can get some of these career politicians out of here. And I think we'll start seeing some change at that point. So that's where we need to, you know, that's where we need to really look when it comes to politics. But other than that, great show as always, and everybody have a great evening.
4: Thank you very much. Ray? Yeah,
5: um, it's a great show, different topics. You know, uh, I think we all have some of our black shows that we enjoy, but we really can't say how much other races enjoy these shows because, you know, it's always, you know, judged on the black audience. And even as black people, if more white people are watching your show than black, you're not going to get the credit you deserve. It's like the brother uh, Nate Parker they talking about uh he married to a white woman, what that guy do with him making good movies and him having talent. But you know what I'm saying, that's the kind of shit we get tied up in. And then we wonder why something is not successful. But um, as far as the uh the election goes, I mean who knows how this one's gonna gonna go one candidate's trying to destroy the other candidate and, you know, it's less about the issues and more about digging up each other's dirt. Pretty soon it's going to be a graveyard full of bodies laying out there because they both got skeletons all over the place. So mm. I think whoever know what they're going to do, they're going to vote for, who they're going to vote for, and I don't think a lot of debate is really going to change anything. So And as far as what breaks up relationships, you know, he said you guys are cheating and finances. Another thing is is bad attitudes. If somebody has a bad attitude, that is probably the number two thing on the list that can destroy a relationship. And that's why you see a lot of ladies single. I ain't going to say who's single. Y'all determine that. But that's why you have a lot of these singles. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to stereotype and, you know, bash anybody, anything. But, you know, in town you live in or when you travel and you go to St. Louis or you go to Detroit or you go to Atlanta, why do you have so many single women? Hey, I'll let y'all determine that. I'm married. I'm happy. I ain't going to talk about that. So good show, great, great, great topic, and I tell them all cause you know we in a unique situation here, fellas. We haven't been this late in the season, and everybody is four and one or uh, three and one. So that's, we never had that before, so it should be this interesting. This is true.
4: This, this is, is true. true. All of our teams are um, one loss teams, so that is. Probably the first time it's ever happened as late in the season Beyond week two So Alright Yeah definitely want mm-hmm. you all back on to chop it up tomorrow A lot to discuss And Eminem shut it down for me man
1: Oh man F- Fantastic show uh, Great to hear everybody on uh, Dr. Willis Was in the house tonight. Still might Still might be on mm-hmm. this motherfucker I don't know But uh
3: yeah,
1: still... <laughs> But uh but uh, I I don't know how I forgot some of these shows man. I kind of brought everything up through the decades, but I didn't get down to the the modern era. But uh in the modern era, without a doubt, my favorite uh uh TV drama was The Wire on HBO and um uh, you okay. know, most highly acclaimed, you know, about inner city Baltimore and that's as black as it get. <laughs> but um, uh I love that one uh Favorite documentary, HBO Pimps Up Holds Down. Shout out to Brent Owens. Uh who also did Hookers at the Point. But um, <laughs> um In the nineties one of the uh favorite movies was uh, well, a, a movie I enjoyed a lot was Posse. You know, it had uh Yeah,
4: Mario Van uh, Peebles.
1: Marvel Van Peebles, uh Big Daddy Kane, um uh, I think Blair Underwood was in it. Uh, just a just a plethora of, uh, you know, um, different black actors. And, and the thing about it, the movie was, it was a basically uh, just a western, you know. Uh, now, you couldn't just, you know, not acknowledge that, you know, somebody was black in it. But at the same time, you know, um, kind of to the same effect of, of what was kind of mentioned by different people. Like, you know, I think... Um, the uh, the cat conversation had kind of threw it up about you know can it be a movie where the cast is black so to speak without it being you know and looked at the same of uh, course Posse wasn't you know that highly touted as a blockbuster and all that but it was a movie about it was just a western that just happened to have an all black cast oh yeah Sally Richards was in it too uh, yeah so that was that was oh, um, that that was a, a a good movie and then my favorite modern TV movie, not TV movie, uh, modern uh, movie of the last, you know, of the 2000 was Hustle and Flow, you know, I, I, I love that, I really get inspired from that, uh, uh, so it's a, <laughs> a good movie about, you know, you know how you keep your dreams up and all that, you know, but, uh, you know, on the shallow end, it's just like a little uh, like <laughs> a, a broke pimp and a, you know, with a white girl or whatever, but I mean, it's really about... Whoop, you know, that stick, stick to your dream. Whoop that right, trick
4: Whoop that trick right? <laughs> <laughs> You know so it, it had
1: a lot of symbolism In there but in a getaway You know and I always thought that was unique
4: It looked
1: like uh, the blueprint of Empire If you ask me It, it was Empire in my <laughs> opinion Empire is just, a, the, it just um, Basically Hustling flow part two Where they're successful You know basically the same thing Just more in depth you know different writers But it's pretty much the same thing they actually kind of
2: put to that without uh, calling the name of the show in one of the episodes of Empire,
1: And then um, my favorite, uh, I don't know how you would classify this, uh, I guess a straight to, two of my favorite straight to video movies was, uh, or documentaries, however you want to categorize it was uh Master P about it and then uh <laughs> Charles uh Charles Dutton uh first time felon so with uh O <O-Y-S-2> At, lepre- yeah. At least
4: you didn't say Leprechaun in the
1: hood. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't like that kind of shit. But uh
4: <laughs> But but
1: you know, but I, I think it's a market for blacks and uh like I say my cause my my cousin knows me better than anybody then Q you know me well too from working but I'm one of those people that truly enjoy all black casts and stuff, but not from a racial standpoint. It's just, if I, you know, I'm a big kung fu cult dude, too, and me and my, got a uh, good friend of mine down in Hasburg. you know, he was like that, too. But, like, when we watch, you know, uh, the Five Deadly Venoms and the Thirty Six Chambers and all that stuff, I'm not yeah. thinking about, damn, it ain't no white boys in this movie. I ain't no black people in the movie. So I'm just saying that I wish some of the white critics, especially, and this kind of going off that comment about what we talked about last week about what some people saying about Luke Cage and all that. It's just like if you don't if, – if, if something – if the storyline is placed somewhere where you don't expect to see other people anyway, what's the big deal, you know, uh, regardless of, you know, who it is? I mean, if it's, if it's Harlem, I expect to see it be black. If it's, you know – um if it's El Paso, I expect to see a you know a bunch of Hispanic people. I'm just saying, like, what do you expect? You know, if this is Chinatown, shit, it's Chinese people, right? So, I mean, so that's right. that's kind of a no brainer. Um, as far as the um, the politics and stuff, you know, uh, like I say, the Republicans really dropped the ball. I mean, they had a chance to go for the juggler. I mean, Rubio could have. You know, mop the floor with Hillary, especially with different stuff coming up. But, uh, you know, because a lot of them are so rooted in bigotry, whether they admit it or not, they don't want a, you know, Hispanic guy, whether he's conservative or not, representing the party. And that's the bottom line on that one. Um, I mean, he could have, like, mopped the floor with her, you know. Um, and he's probably the one person that kind of has some attributes, like Obama, where you know you could might get some people to cross over the aisle and vote for some things that they might not do for nobody else. That was my big knock on Bernie, Bernie Sanders. You know, it's just you know it's just like I didn't see him reaching certain things to make people come across the aisle and vote. So, um, but Rubio kind of had those attributes to get things done because at the end of the day it's gonna come through Congress. I don't give a damn what it is. Um, yeah. And and because so many of the uh, voting population doesn't have a clue how the government works. I mean, I'm no expert on it, but I'm just saying, but some people don't have a clue what it is, you know. Uh, they really think the person makes a difference. No, nah, it's, it's not only the, the party and the party in power, it's, you know, do you have enough sway to get this one agenda passed, even though this person is a Republican, they might vote for this. Even though this person is a Democrat, they might vote for this or not vote for that, so that's what the bottom line is um, now on the on the on the um on the the divorce thing, I say all great comments, all great facts um pretty much you know uh a quote from uh I don't know who originally said the quote, but I remember from a Big Daddy Kane song you know. Uh, you know, romance with no finances is a damn nuisance. So, you know, that, that usually lead to a lot of bullshit. But I got the ultimate solution to any problem with a uh, marriage. It ain't never gonna be, never gonna be a divorce because you turn that filter on, Bobby. Past thirteen, thirteen, and <laughs> you won't have a divorce in the world because the few people that's left there's not either John and a hooking. Will be, you know, in happy relationships. It will be no people with what hidden really agendas know? or nothing, you know? Exactly. Shit. You lay on your back 10 times, that's a 100 bucks. You know, it's easy money.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> and on that
3: note, $700 a week tax free? Shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
4: well I appreciate it, mm um, just wanna add just for those who may seriously be interested in you know, some really you know, interesting black movies or, or what I would consider um good black movies. I mean there are quite a few out there. Um yeah, I mean Boys in the Hood, Love Jones. Uh, the Wiz Juice, Lean On Me What's Love Got To Do With It Foxy Brown, Set It Off Coffee, Panther, Hoodlum The Mac uh, I don't know if you all saw Glory Glory was a great movie and then Oh yeah, a- yeah. One, yeah. For it. Um, And then you have movies you don't necessarily Just have to see like You can avoid Homeboys in Space And Soul Plane And Death by Temptation <laughs> Bamboozle, yeah. um, Hollywood Shuffle. <laughs>
1: I actually liked yeah. Hollywood Shuffle. Yeah, I did too. Hollywood yeah, Shuffle.
4: But, you know, waiting to Exhale, Five Heartbeats. I mean, there are a lot of movies out there that you can really enjoy. You know, A Rage in Harlem, um, introducing Dorothy Dandridge. That was a good movie. Um, I don't know, um, American Gangster. Dream yeah. girls. I mean there's so much out there. There's so much out yeah, there. Record. Yeah. American Pimp. Yeah. So um for those out there, don't think that, you know, you're limited to a certain type of movie. Every black movie is not a slave movie. Every black movie is not a drug selling movie. You know, there are movies out there, just like Eminem gave the example for Posse, you could have replaced everybody in Posse with white people who have been in the same movie. So I mean they there are plenty of movies like that out there It's just a matter of just Giving it a the chance and enjoying it So, alright Well my thanks to all of you You did a great job tonight Giving a round of applause And the Talk the Radio show Airs every Tuesday and Wednesday At 9pm Eastern Tuesdays we have shows like this Wednesdays we talk sports um, So that's what we'll be doing tomorrow At the same time uh, go to TalkToQ.com to get more information on the show. Sign up for my email newsletter. Uh, it's a great way to show support and to keep up with when the next show is going to drop and what we're discussing. So please sign up at TalkToQ.com for my email newsletter and show show, show some love there. Uh, follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ and participate in the tweet chats that we have uh, that occur simultaneously with the show. So if you don't want to chime in in the chat room, if you don't want to talk on the phone, you can chime in from Twitter or from Facebook um, and give your two cents on the topic that way. I'm on Facebook under Thank Q, that's Q-U-E, but you can always hashtag T2Q if you're looking for me. So everyone have a great evening, great show. I love the participation. Peace out.
1: Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World?
0: Because if you got a problem with me, you can hand your phone up, baby. I don't care about it. What's your other sister's that baby? Carla, go ahead. Let me thank you for having me on your show. so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners.
4: It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live.
5: I'm not all. My name is Quite. And this is my show. The Talk to Q Radio Show. This is a show that people are supposed to get their opinion and tell what they think. But the way he was saying some of it, it was ignorant. And I'm going to call it how I see it. Cancel this bitch out buy a <laughs> Oh my god.